Freak Nation. This is how we're rolling, man. It's another big show. Big big motorsports weekend. And if you're like a lot of us who basically stayed up and watched the finish of that IndyCar race, uh, you might need a few hours of sleep, damn it. Your winner will be joining us here in the Freak Nation. Joseph Newgarden will be here. Statman, Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent, Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. At Speed Freaks on Twitter, the website, speedfreaks.tv. We're there for you on Facebook. Thank you guys for being a part of this big old thing. Statman, when you have a an instance like Kevin Harvick, Denny Hamlin going bonkers in that last lap or two, does that wake your ass up on the couch finally so you can find find yourself <laughs> catching up the end of a NASCAR race? <laughs> no. It was interesting to see if it was he a great was going finish. That's there, the bottom line. No. <laughs> I know I don't know if Statman can hear us right now, but yeah, that finish is exactly what the Cup Series needed in New Hampshire. I don't think I'm alone in saying that New Hampshire Cup races have been less than stellar over the last many years. But how does today that, how does today was pretty decent. I wasn't able to pay race. full attention from start to finish. But that ending, come on, people. It was almost like, almost identical to last week. Bumping and banging right there to the start-finish line. <laughs> come on. Come on. Something like this, Crasher. Oh, cool. say, uh, uh, They're going into one. The four up the racetrack. Here comes Hamlin on the inside. Down the back stretch. Harvick with the advantage. Will he try it again? Block the bottom, block the top. He's trying to go top side. Hamlin, up. Up. up high. Coming outside here. Coming outside. Get up, get up, get up. They make contact. Out of four. Harvick with the come advantage. He'll hold him off. Harvick wins again in New Hampshire. All of this. Let him celebrate. Sorry, didn't mean to cut off Kevin Harvick on his first win of the year. All of this after we have been kind of sort of hammering Stuart Haas racing for the last couple of weeks because it's just been shocking that none of their drivers, especially after Kevin Harvick's domination last year and all their drivers except for Almirola getting a win last year, it's just been beyond strange that that team has not seen victory lane until today. But you also look at throughout the season, at least for, for the 2019 season, there have been times when Kevin Harvick has shown something, Clint Boyer has shown something, and you've even talked about this uh, this past week, Crash, where Clint Boyer, the results that he's had at this track, man, this guy, he can't catch a freaking break. No, he can't. He can't. But then again, that's just been the demons that have plagued the Stuart Haas team this year. I mean, I think, was it last week, Statman said he made some comparison about the joke of the Formula One team that, that Gene Haas and company have unfortunately become overseas, like I said, in the Formula One series. Has that trickled over to their NASCAR side of things? God, you hope not. And let's hope with Kevin Harvick's win today that finally any of that talk can be put to bed. But, yeah, Kevin Harvick, gosh, he, went, he won four consecutive last year, just dominated the beginning of the season, and this year it's just been an absolute struggle. But, hey, he, had, he didn't have it all race. And even he said, it wasn't in victory lane. It was his first interview when he got out of the car on track. Even he said he didn't think he had the car to win by any stretch of the imagination. 
but he pulled through. I mean, strategy needs to play. I mean, that's what happened in the IMSA race this weekend at, at Lime Rock. That was strategy. Scott Dixon and his crappy car in IndyCar, he might not have won, but second place was as good as a win for him. So, yeah, the same thing. Strategy worked for Kevin Harvick. They played their cards right, played out pit stops well, and he was, he was there when it mattered most. And Keelan gets to take home the lobster. But it's something we, we're such we're such stalwarts or not stalwarts. We're such fans of Tony Stewart. You want this guy. You want Stewart Haas Racing yeah. to perform. You want to have numerous teams a, a shot at winning these races. But when you've got just really two dominant teams with Joe Gib, Joe Gibbs Racing and Roger Penske, it's refreshing. But again, if they're it's you go back and look at the the last time Kevin Harvick won. Uh, Texas it, last year. It's tough to complain about a guy that won so much last year and the year before, but now finally getting that win, Crasher. Yeah, but Statman brought this up last week as well. When you are a Ford team, you know it's not your engine manufacturer because you are a Ford team and you did well the year prior, but you're also watching your fellow Ford team and Team Penske do pretty damn well also. Joey Logano's had wins this year. Brad Keselowski's had win this year, wins this year. Heck, we saw Ryan Blaney leading a couple laps today. So, yeah, when you're seeing another manufacturer, a separate team, same manufacturer, doing well, you got to keep scratching your head and going, what is it that we are not hitting? Why can we not get this going? Well, the, the part of the problem is that Ford is putting more emphasis on only one or two teams. I think all the manufacturers oh. are – pulling some of their money out and not uh, working as hard as Toyota is. Uh, Ford is putting their effort behind Penske, evidently, and uh, Chevy is uh, gone to sleep. And of course, the stat man, Crash Gladys, Kenny Sarge at Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. How you doing, man? Resetting with a number of affiliates coming in here in the Freak Nation. Coming in a moment, your Crash Gladys pit news and notes. Follow us on Twitter. We're there for it, speedfreaks.tv. Big show for you. Coming up here in the Freak Nation in moments. It's good to get the guy back in here. Surprise, he's even going to be showing up tonight. Joseph Newgarden, your winner from Iowa. He'll be here in the Freak Nation. Has he slept yet? I don't know. Uh, Greg Anderson, NHRA Pro Stock winner from Denver. He'll be here. But first, Crash Gladys Pit News and Notes brought to you by our good friends at General Tire. You go to GeneralTire.com for the finest ride for that SUV and that truck. That's GeneralTire.com. I touched on it just a little bit ago, guys. It was Strategy that took the win. The IMSA Sports Car Series in Lime Rock. Strategy for the Ganassi Ford on their accomplishment to finally knock off those damn Porsches. Ryan Briscoe in a double stint in the 97-degree heat. And Richard Westbrook atop the podium. And what was up with Mother Nature in Iowa? We're going to talk to Joseph Newgarden, your winner, next. But that was just insane. An approximate four-hour delay. But, yeah, Joseph Newgarden, regardless of the temperature, regardless of racing in the daytime, the evening, or night, Joseph was the class of the field. But like I said, Scott Dixon had the run of the year, arguably. He was lapped twice. Because of a horrific handling car, a little luck came his way on the very last yellow of the race that enabled him to get back on the lead lap with fresh tires. He came away stealing second freaking place. Yeah, NASCAR at the New Hampshire short track, the one-miler, and this, like I said earlier, was better than the norm for NASCAR and the Cup Series at New Hampshire. It came down to Denny Hamlin chasing down winless Kevin Harvick, and he passed him on the last lap, but they ended up swapping the lead and swapping some sheet metal, too. Both drivers admitted it was a fun final lap. Kevin Harvick finally the victor. Christopher Bell, your winner in the Xfinity Series. 
The NHRA raced in the Mile High City of Denver, one of my all-time favorite tracks. In the thin air, it was Steve Torrance with the win in Top Fuel, his freaking eighth of the season. Tommy Johnson Jr. in Funny Car, Greg Anderson in Pro Stock, his first of the year, by the way, and Andrew Hines in Pro Stock Motorcycle. Speaking of motorbikes, motocross in Millville. Yep, Cooper Webb, your Supercross champ, swept both motos in the top class for his first outdoor win. Joseph Newgarden next. Speed Freaks Pits and Lucas All Studios. Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined. Listen up, Amazon Prime members. For a limited time, you can start an Audible membership and save 66% on your first three months, a total of $30 off. That's like getting three months for the price of one. You'll pay just $4.95 per month for the first three months. After that, it's only $14.95 per month. Offer is valid from 7119 through 73119. Audible members get a credit every month, good for any audiobooks in our store, regardless of price. And two Audible Originals. Unused credits roll over. If you don't like an audiobook, exchange it for free. Plus, your audio books are yours to keep forever even if you cancel there are no commitments you can cancel anytime audible has the largest selection of audiobooks on the planet which lets you fill your summer with more stories on top of audiobooks and audible originals members get access to audio guided fitness and meditation programs audible is a great sidekick for summer activities like hiking sunbathing on the beach or poolside listen anytime anywhere and never lose your spot when you switch devices visit audible.com speed or text speed to 500 500 to get started today hey you want the easiest car care ever right there's a couple lucas oil products you got to get your hands on one lucas slick mist fast and easy speed wax two tire and trim shine and three interior detailer it's better than anything on the market so this is what you do you spray the speed wax on a wet or dry surface you wipe it off and you're done you think you can handle that lucas interior detailer rejuvenates interiors and lucas tires and trim shine does wonders on tires and wheels lucas slick mist it's easy it works. Go to lucasoil.com for more information. Hey, it's Crasher from the Freaks. If someone's cooking burgers, I want a unique flavor. And there's only one that truly hits the spot. Bubba Burgers Jalapeno or Sweet Onion Burgers. And it's straight from your local grocery store. There's even reduced fat and turkey Bubba Burgers. How about an Angus Bubba Burger? Basically, there's not a better burger to throw on the grill for your weekend parties than a tasty juicy mouthful of Bubba Burger. Again, available in your grocery store. You'll never bite a better burger than a Bubba. Introducing Lucas Oil Racing TV, your exclusive unlimited 24-7 motorsports app. Now you can watch all your favorite motorsports anytime, anywhere. Get the finest in grassroots racing, national events, live coverage, behind-the-scenes action, and interviews you won't see anywhere else. There's also automotive how-to shows and some of motorsports' biggest names like Dave Despain, hosting the legends and current superstars of racing. For more information, visit lucasoilracing.tv. Lucas Oil Racing TV. Grab it and hold on tight. The Texas Roadkill, the San Francisco Swallows, and the Arizona Pricks? Yeah, I got your attention now, don't I? These aren't real sports teams, but they are some of the most creative. Funny sports logo t-shirts from awesome sports logos. Each team has a history, a meaning behind it, like the New Orleans Curse or the Nashville Bootleggers. And these t-shirts, they are awesome, with the highest quality, 100% cotton available, and are ridiculously soft. Grab your favorite city's t-shirt now at awesomesportslogos.com. That's awesomesportslogos.com. And get awesome. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined.
at Speed Freaks on Twitter, the Lucas Oil Studios, Freak Nation, the website, speedfreaks.tv. Crash Gladys, Statman, Kenny Sargent, a hot-ass July evening. No, I don't care where you are. Maybe in Iowa? Not quite oh, sure. Yeah. Before the rain, I kept seeing on Twitter how hot it was there. Just ask this guy. Yeah, Joseph Newgarden, your IndyCar Series winner from late last night in Iowa. How hot was it prior to the rain? Um, yeah, it was hot. I mean, like on Friday when we were practicing on the surface of the sun, and then uh, it cooled off a lot on, on Saturday evening. You know, once once the uh, cloud cover rolled in and, and the storm kind of blew through the town, it, it was actually a lot nicer. And uh, it got it didn't get chilly, but it was it was very cool for, for the nighttime. So, uh, you know, we were all expecting big heat, and, and we had it on Friday, but it completely changed for, for that night race showdown that we had. And it was. It was a very wicked weekend, the way things did play out on Saturday night, the delays and just how late you guys ended up racing into the night. But when you talk about the temperature, how Friday was hot, Saturday was so much cooler, how did that affect your setup? Clearly, nobody was going to catch you yesterday. You had such a dominant car. But something had to have, had, had to have affected the setup going into the race versus what you were expecting. Well, we felt positive. You know, either way, whether it was going to be hot or, or cool, we we thought we had a car that was was capable. Um, we made a couple tweaks. You know, certainly for the conditions with our race cars, they make so much downforce that you've got to change ride heights when it gets that cool. Um, you know, you drop 30, 40 degrees on track temp, and and you build a, quite a bit more downforce. We probably made a couple hundred more pounds of downforce in the car, which adds vertical load, pushes the car more into the ground. So you raise the ride heights up. We change their gear stacks as well because it's it's cooler the engines run more efficient um they just make a bit more power so really just simple stuff like that was the main ingredients but um yeah like i said i thought i thought our car was good in the heat and we were ready to go in those conditions and we felt like you know a couple tuning items away with a bit of front wing and tire pressure and we, we could make the car good and cold air too so um it kind of rang true we hoped it would and and fortunately it did <laughs> oh heck yeah it did it's interesting to see the Penske cars on the track. You and Will Power had similar dominating cars. Unfortunately, Will made some some personal mistakes that, that cost him pretty dearly. But how could you guys, we ask drag racers this frequently, because they do seem to share setups depending on the team, of course. But how were you guys so far different from Simon Pagano? Sure, Simon, your teammate, had the pole, but he really couldn't contend with you guys in the race. Yeah, it's a shame what happened with Will. You know, he was, he was really strong all night. I mean, um, you know, for, for me, he was, he was the guy to beat and, and was right there with me a lot of the race. Um, I think we were a little, little stronger in traffic than him, but you know, he, he had a great race car. He was driving well. Um, our cars were all pretty similar. You know, Pagina's was, was very similar to ours. I don't think we were that, that different whatsoever. Um, so then it just, you know, kind of comes down to how you get through traffic on Honestly, that's the name of the game in Iowa. You can you can be fast and clean air, and I think there was a lot of cars that were quick and clean air. But it's such a short track, and you're coming up on so many cars so frequently that it's really about who gets through the traffic the quickest. And and if you just hesitate a split second, you know here or there, it really compounds over over 50, 60 laps on a stint. So it's really just about that management, like I talked about. We all had good cars, but if you feel a little bit more comfortable cutting through the pack, then it makes all the difference at Iowa. Joseph Newgarden is the IndyCar winner at Iowa and the points leader for this season. Joseph, we saw a driver's monkey with the arrow on 
cars last night at Iowa. Is it more pronounced at a mild track like Iowa or at a big track like Pocono or Indianapolis? Um, yeah, it can be. It can be a bit more dramatic because we're we're producing a lot more uh, downforce. That is, you know, we 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 run so much on these tracks, and you're relying a lot on the wings. Um, it's you know, it's essentially our our road course configuration that we run the wings. So, you know, we're probably making somewhere in the neighborhood of four thousand pounds of downforce. We're at a place like Pocono. It's it's probably a bit more than than half that. So maybe twenty two, twenty four hundred pounds. So, you know, with that increase in downforce at Iowa, when you this is essentially what you're seeing you know if a car just chops right in front of you you know right in the middle of the corner when the car is loaded up um it's it's at its most vulnerable point um because it's really relying on all that force so as soon as you chop someone and take that away it, it's it's pretty violent what can happen to the race car so that's really what you know people are seeing on on the broadcast and it is it's less severe at a place like Pocono or Indy because you're less reliant on the wings. Um but it's still it's still there. It has the same effect, it's just a bit more magnified at Iowa. Joseph, is that part of your offense or defense if you're trying to stop a driver from overtaking you? Is that a way to keep it from happening? Yeah, I mean for sure you're always trying to manipulate everyone's air. You know, it's it's part of the game in, in IndyCar racing and you try and, you know, manipulate the air that the car is receiving behind you and you know, you want to position yourself um, so that they can't, you know, benefit from, from clean air. Uh, you know, the, the more clean air they have, the better chance they have to, to, you know, possibly overtake you. So it is a tactic that everyone really uses, but um, you try and be somewhat, I think, fair about it. You know, you, you want to race people fair. and It's, it's all part of the game to take away uh, the following car's air, but, you know, you don't want to do it in such an aggressive fashion that it's going to make someone wreck. And, and sometimes you get that from competitors where they, they do it probably a bit too aggressively. Um, but, yeah, just that positioning, is it's all part of it. It's kind of like a chess match. You're always trying to you know size up where you got to put the car. And if you're the following car, you're trying to figure out where the car in front of you is going and, and almost guess before you enter the corner. Joseph Newgarden, i got to ask you a personal question. Did you have to fly commercial today? Ever since you relocated back to Nashville, back to Tennessee, you're not on the team plane anymore. Do you have to fly commercial after you win these big ass races? You know, I mean, yeah, I did. I just, I just oh. flew home a couple hours ago, and uh, I honestly, I, I, when I lived in Charlotte, I flew commercial too. I never really flew with the team. A lot of times, we didn't have room. You know, most all the crew guys were on there, and we only had so many seats. And it's uh, a lot of times, it's just easier for us to, you know, to catch our own ride home because um, those guys go at such crazy hours. I mean, they'll be up at you know, 4.35 a.m. headed to the racetrack on a Thursday for the weekend. And, you know, us us, uh, us drivers that, that like to get a little bit more beauty sleep, we um, we like to leave at, like, you know, 9 or 10 a.m. So uh, a lot of times I would just – I'd catch, we'd catch our own rides. And um, so it's not that different, I guess, than moving to Nashville. There was a shot of you, Joseph Newgarden, with your eyes closed for about a minute or so. Were you visualizing the race, or were you trying to oh, catch Oh, during a, the rain yellow flag, yeah. Were you trying to catch a nap during the yellow flag due to rain? I, I was tired. I mean, I, you know, I didn't mind racing that late at night. I thought it was really fun. Um, I, I just loved that it was it was a night race through and through. We started when it was super dark, and, you know, it's, it's nearly midnight, and we were racing, racing until 1 a.m. in the morning. I thought that was so cool. But, um, you know, it's obviously a pain in the butt for, for everyone involved. You know, the series doesn't want that. The, the track doesn't want it. And the fans don't want it. But, you know, it was the situation we had, and we really wanted to get it in just because of, of 
you know, the, the unknown on Sunday. I mean, the weather wasn't looking completely perfect for the next day. And, and, you know, for us, it was, it was more of a risk to not try and fully get it in, even if we had to go late. So yeah, I was just tired. I was, you know, I was, uh, I was kind of sad that it started raining again, but fortunately it, it was just like a really light shower. I mean, it was some just odd pop-up that, that kind of floated into the area and then it didn't last very long, which was pretty fortunate for us to get the whole show in. Joseph, how do you get your adrenaline up again to race after you've had such downtime waiting for the rain to stop? How difficult is that? It does take a while. You know, when I, I normally struggle to sleep after a race because you just, you're, you know, you can be dead tired, and I, I will be dead tired after a lot of these races, and you just, you know, you struggle to really fall asleep. At least I do because you're, you know, your mind is just racing at a million miles an hour. Um, whether, whether you want it to or not, it's just kind of in that mode. Um, so yeah, it's just, you know, it's kind of all part of it you, you, after 24 hours, I think you, you know, wears off and then you can kind of relax and, and reload for the next one. Joseph Newgarden, IndyCar winner from Iowa this weekend, points leader for the IndyCar series with just five races to go. Let me tell you one thing, because after these final five races, I know what you've got on your radar and that's a wedding. This, you saying it takes you a while to kind of wind down, but then when you do, you're tired. That's going to be your wife. She's got so much going into this wedding planning that once it is wedding night, she's going to be dog tired at the end of that night. So just, just FYI, just kind of letting you know there's a little comparison there. That, that's, a, that's a fair point. It will be, you know, we've, we've been pretty good, though, about, um, you know, trying to keep it simple and, and low-key. So we're hoping to, you know, we're hoping to make it just fun and uh, not too stressful. But, uh, yeah, it's, you know, big events. You know, race car, race car events are big. Weddings are big. So. <laughs> It's all it's all kicking off this year. Would you postpone a wedding for the Indy 500 to win the Indy 500? Would you want to deal with that with your future wife? Would I, would I postpone a wedding to win the, the Indy 500? Is that the question? Yes. Um, I mean, I if if I if someone said you have to postpone your wedding to win the Indy 500, then absolutely, I would I would. 100% postpone it, but <laughs> I, I, I don't know that you can get that. If someone gave me that guarantee, I'd probably have to take it. Yeah, for the 500, 100%. There you go. What kind of conversation would that be with your fiance? <laughs> I don't think it'd be that bad. You know, what's wrong with postponing it 12 months? Who cares? You know, it's True. like, it's, that's no big deal. We're already essentially married now, and you're, you're just going to, someone's going to throw in a free Indy 500. Like, that's just, that's just a, a smart business decision on everyone's part. And I'm sure she would rather marry an Indy 500 than a not an Indy 500 winner. Well, I don't know about that. She, you know, I don't know if she cares about that, which is good. But uh, I mean, I'd be a lot happier about it. I can tell you that. <laughs> Joseph Newgarden, IndyCar Series points leader and your winner from Iowa late last night or early this morning, depending on where you're watching the race. Thank you, buddy. Go get some rest. All right, sounds good. See you guys. Come on, man. I had to pose that crasher. It's just awesome. <laughs> Think about the again the reception, the the fun that they could have. I'm marrying an Indy 500 winner versus uh, I'm marrying an IndyCar driver. Oh, so she hasn't bigger. won the Indy 500 yet. So is that what you're saying? She's going to say this yeah. this fall when they get married? Oh yeah, here's my husband, Yippee Kaye. He hasn't won the 500 yet, but he is an IndyCar driver. The bigger <laughs> issue might be the big check that they could deposit to help pay for everything and right. get launched on more than uh, just here's some little money to help pay pay, uh, pay for stuff 
Freak Nation, more about the NASCAR finish today from Lobster Town. Uh, more on the late or early morning IndyCar race coming up. You ever seen the movie, excuse me, the TV show on True TV called Adam Ruins Everything? Adam Conover, comedian, TV show host. He'll be joining us in the second hour. So are Greg Anderson, NHRA Pro Stock winner. It's all coming up. But first, how about your stat man scab? Guidance to 2019 IndyCar Series goes to Mid-Ohio next weekend with a tough championship still unfolding. There are five events left in the season, including Mid-Ohio, and there's less than 100 points separating the top four drivers in the battle. Points leader Joseph Newgarden won last night in Iowa, but second was the 2018 champion Scott Dixon, a longtime friend of the Freaks. Dixon's fourth in the standings, but I'd be afraid to say he's not in the chase with five events left. In fact, Alexander Rossi, the number two driver in the list will be hard to ignore along with Simon Pagino who's third in points. The wild card in this game though is the double points available in the last race at Laguna Seca. Newgarden, Pagino and Dixon all have titles in their chip stack so they know how to cash in down the stretch. Rossi still must prove he can get it done and not leave money on the table. Remember rounders no one's eating Orioles in this game. Let's play some cards. Peace. Motorsports Radio, redefined. It has been said that everyone has a book in them. But do you have the time or the ability to write your book? Maybe you picked up some skills or had a life experience that you want to pass on in the form of a book to help others. Maybe you want to leave an autobiography for your family. Or maybe you've built a successful business and you want to share your story. At Dorrance Publishing Company, we have professional writers who can help turn your book idea into a finished manuscript quickly and affordably. A Dorrance Ghostwriter can provide as much or as little help as you need to complete your book. You'll work directly with your ghostwriter to finish your book faster than you ever could on your own. It's easy to become a published author. Call Dorrance now to learn more. 800-485-6003 Call right now. That number is 800-485-6003. Being a new parent means every high and low you can imagine. But Evos can make it all easier with a baby monitor you can trust. Go to myevos.com. That's M-Y-E-V-O-Z.com to see how Evos can be the eyes and ears of your nursery. Evos works with your smartphone to provide a live audio and HD video connection to your baby anytime and anywhere. On a date, at work, away on business, even serving your country overseas, Evos helps you never miss a moment. Whether your baby is with a sitter, your partner, a grandparent, or a friend, you'll be right there, too. And with unique features like smart alerts that know the difference between a barking dog and your baby crying, extensive sleep tracking data, and state-of-the-art security features for your peace of mind, Evos is the smart baby monitor for connected parents. And enter the code SPORTS at checkout for $20 off. That's myevos.com. M-Y-E-V-O-Z dot com. 
Money Now 100 is not a lender, broker, or agent of any lender or financial advisor. We do not make loans or credit decisions. You must be 18 years or older and a U.S. resident to qualify. This is not an offer or solicitation to lend. I went to MoneyNow100.com and got the $5,000 I needed deposited in my account the next business day. If you need money for any reason, help is here. Go to MoneyNow100.com and get the money you need. Need to pay off credit card debt? Go to MoneyNow100.com. Need your car repaired? Need home improvement money? Visit MoneyNow100.com. If you need fast cash for any reason, go to MoneyNow100.com. Good, bad, or no credit at all. Go to MoneyNow100.com. You could get up to $5,000 as soon as the next business day. Go to MoneyNow100.com on your phone, tablet, or computer. Type in the address bar MoneyNow100.com. That's MoneyNow100.com. Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. How you doing, bud? At Speed Freaks on Twitter. Facebook, we're there for you. The website, speedfreaks.tv. Coming up next hour, NHRA Pro Stock winner. Greg Anderson will be in here. Comedian, TV show host, Adam Conover from Adam Ruins Everything here in the Freak Nation. And Statman, how about that? You jump into a Statman scat last week. Uh, one of the one of the front runners of bringing street legal, or at least calming down some of the drag racers, street drag <laughs> racers back in the '60s, bringing the community together. Yeah, that's what he was doing with his derby hat and uh, tree trunk arms. Yeah. <laughs> and then now we've got the guy who did all the hard research, Daniel Miller from the LA Times, to tell the story from his mouth, not us talking about it and pontificating on how impressed we've been with the podcast and what we read in the L.A. Times, but from him, from him, straight from the horse's mouth. And that's what's so fantastic about social media is that's how they found out that we were talking about Big uh, Big Willie. Uh, Big Willie Robinson. Big, yeah, I can think it was Big Willie Robinson. They found that out via Twitter because we were, we were copying Daniel well, Miller. Yeah, we, we were tagging them right? in several of our tweets but it's just, it's a fantastic story. Again, this all goes back to Statman. He stumbled on the podcast, and I remember when he sent us the text, it was now, it's almost two weeks ago, he said, you've got to listen to this. This is incredible about street drag racing back in the day, back in the 60s, back in the 70s, and, and this is a great way of telling the story of Big Willie Robinson. So Statman, kudos to you for finding it and getting us all aware, and now we're trying to spread the word to the Freak Nation. Yeah, I'm one of the millions that are hooked on Street Outlaws on Monday night. I don't know where it is now. I guess they got a new season coming. But that's that was you know, what they're doing now. We did 50 years ago. Maybe not as organized, and we didn't have a television crew and lights and probably uh, the streets blocked off for us. We met, put together a race, ran out, did the race, and then went back, set up another race, and went out and did it. I mean, yeah, but Street Outlaws is what we did 50 years ago. That's not new by any stretch. Speaking of Outlaws, Statman, finally Stuart Haas back in the winning column with Kevin Harvick and that, again, that finish. 
And Denny Hamlin's having second doubts about how he ran Kevin Harvick with that last lap. Once they, once they, yeah, once they dropped the white flag, he's having, he's having, having a second thoughts on really how he ran Kevin Harvick. He bumps him. They're going into one. The four up the racetrack. Here comes Hamlin on the inside. Down the back stretch. Harvick with the advantage. Will he try it again? Hamlin up high. Coming outside here. Coming outside. Get up, get up, get up. They make contact. He's really having doubts about that? What about tagging Harvick a couple times to try to bump him out of the way for the win? I thought it was all a joke. If you're referencing Twitter, here's what I saw, gosh, a couple of hours ago. Denny Hamlin, he put out there, praying to the tech gods right now. Rodney Childers, of course, crew chief for Kevin Harvick, responds to that saying... Oh, and here's where the trash talk begins. It takes a very special person to say dumb stuff like that. But yes, your car did pass. Well, then Denny Hamlin responded to Rodney Childers and said, uh, it's a joke. Lighten up. Don't get so defensive. Let me throw a question out there for for the two of you and the rest of the Freak Nation. You think Denny Hamlin has the stones to win a championship? What year was it? He was so close. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I, I don't remember. But he came. He, you know, my theory, and yeah. I'll throw it out there again. You got to learn how to be fast. You got to learn how to finish. You got to learn how to win. You got to learn how to win on purpose. And you got to learn how to win a championship. I don't know that he has passed that test to learn how to win a championship. Here's the deal, and it sticks out some races far more often than others. The best drivers that you're watching on any track on any given day are the ones who take a crappy car and actually do something with it. For instance, Kevin Harvick today. He probably shouldn't have won that race, but he was just at the right place at the right time. He was biding his time. He kept making adjustments to his car, he and the crew, and it worked out in the end. Scott Dixon last night with IndyCar, same sort of scenario. Scott didn't win, but he got second place, and he should have finished probably 20th. But Denny Hamlin, you're right. He's always had a fast car in the Joe, Ra- Joe Gibbs Racing stable. He's always had a fast car, but he hasn't always been able to capitalize that to maybe more wins than he has on his resume and obviously a championship. So, yeah. To your, it, po- to your, to your point, Crash, at the end of the race, Harvick decided not to pit and take tires. Yeah. Hamlin did. Uh, uh, Harvick opted for the track position, and Hamlin ran out of time, couldn't catch him uh, before the end of the race. That's how you take a fourth-place car and win with it, but being willing to gamble for it. Yeah, and and clearly he didn't take the the better rubber at the end of the race where he could have gone faster. You're right. Kevin Harvick had a more ill-handling car but still held off Denny Hamlin when necessary. This is what he said. He was talking about what happened last year when Kevin Harvick and Kyle Busch had the bump and run. It happened yeah, It happened at the same track, I believe it was. He says, my decision was that after turn one, I got him out of the groove. 
I don't want to be the leader here. I'd rather be the guy behind. And that was a stupid decision because I should have just went in there and carried him up the racetrack. That's why I'm saying he's had second. He's having second guesses. All right. Yeah, I don't I don't know that he has I might be a hundred percent wrong on this, but I don't know. Somebody in that in, in that operation, and it ain't you know, it ain't at the top of the list, but somebody in that operation, I don't know, has the ability to get a title. Looking forward to our next segment, Freak Nation. LA Times writer. Daniel Miller. We'll tweet out the link as well on the story. We talked a little bit about it last week. Well, I talked a lot about it last week. Man and myth, undercovering the legend of Big Willie Robinson. It's an incredible story coming out of the streets of Los Angeles involving some freaking hot rods from the 60s. We'll get to that coming up. Speed Freaks Pitch, Lucas Oil Studios. Motorsports Radio, redefined. Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. After your engine, the transmission is the second most important component of your car. If you maintain it, it will shift properly and get you down the road without problems. But if you don't maintain it, problems are coming your way. Lucas Transmission Fix can clean and lubricate sticking valves and renew worn bands to make your transmission shift properly and stop leaking. It's compatible with all transmissions and transmission fluids. Lucas Transmission Fix. It works. Hey, you want the easiest car care ever, right? There's a couple Lucas Oil products you got to get your hands on. One, Lucas Slick Mist Fast and Easy Speed Wax. Two, Tire and Trim Shine. And three, Interior Detailer. It's better than anything on the market, so this is what you do. You spray the speed wax on a wet or dry surface, you wipe it off, and you're done. You think you can handle that? Lucas Interior Detailer rejuvenates interiors, and Lucas Tires and Trim Shine does wonders on tires and wheels. Lucas Slick Mist. It's easy. It works. Go to lucasoil.com for more information. Hey, it's Crasher from the Freaks. If someone's cooking burgers, I want a unique flavor, and there's only one that truly hits the spot. Bubba Burgers Jalapeno or Sweet Onion Burgers, and it's straight from your local grocery store. There's even reduced fat and turkey Bubba Burgers. How about an Angus Bubba Burger? Basically, there's not a better burger to throw on the grill for your weekend parties than a tasty juicy mouthful of Bubba Burger. Again, available in your grocery store. You'll never bite a better burger than a Bubba. Listen up, Amazon Prime members. For a limited time, you can start an Audible membership and save 66% on your first three months, a total of $30 off. That's like getting three months for the price of one. You'll pay just $4.95 per month for the first three months. After that, it's only $14.95 per month. Offer is valid from $7.119 through $7.31.19. Audible members get a credit every month, good for any audiobooks in our store, regardless of price. And two Audible Originals. Unused credits roll over. If you don't like an audiobook, exchange it for free. Plus, your audio books are yours to keep forever, even if you cancel. There are no commitments. You can cancel anytime. Audible has the largest selection of audiobooks on the planet, which lets you fill your summer with more stories. On top of audiobooks and Audible Originals, members get access to audio-guided fitness and meditation programs. 
Audible is a great sidekick for summer activities like hiking, sunbathing on the beach, or poolside. Listen anytime, anywhere, and never lose your spot when you switch devices. Visit audible.com slash speed or text speed to 500-500 to get started today. Lucas Oil Studios is where we've been doing this over 19 years. Go to our website, speedfreaks.tv. We'll have all the show coming up for you tomorrow morning. Follow us on Twitter at Speed Freaks, Facebook. Again, speedfreaks.tv is the website. Coming up next hour, it's good to get him in here. Greg Anderson, finally getting back in the win column. NHRA Pro Stock winner is going to be joining us here in the Freak Nation. And comedian and TV show host Adam Conover from his True TV show. Adam ruins everything. He'll be joining us next hour. Curious if this guy's uh, ears were burning last week when we were talking about man and myth, uncovering the legend of Big Willie Robinson. Just about this very time as well. True. That's right. (laughs) Daniel Miller, L.A. Times writer, joining us here in the Freak Nation. Did you have any inkling that a big old national radio show was uh, talking about you, Daniel? You know, I I heard it through the grapevine. Uh, that uh, we were uh, getting some buzz. And uh, first of all, thanks so much for having me. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm really happy that our story about Big Willie Robinson is is finding an audience because I think it's an important one. It started with our co-host, Statman, who was part of that street scene, it, maybe not necessarily part of the posse of uh, Big Willie, but I mean, he was there for some of those those events. When was it that you got wind of such an iconic figure uh, back in the late 60s in Los Angeles? Sure. So I first heard the name Big Willie Robinson about two years ago. I was out at a dusty car lot in the San Fernando Valley working on a story that was totally unrelated to Big Willie and the Brotherhood. Um, and uh, the owner of this car lot shows me this broken-down race car. It's a 1966 Plymouth Barracuda. Uh, it had a Keith Black. Uh, engine out front, and it had been sculpted to look like a Dodge Charger Daytona. It had a nose cone and a big rear wing. And the owner said, you, you should know about this guy if you're a car guy. This is the, the, the dragster of Big Willie Robinson. And I kind of gave him a dumb look that made clear I didn't know who he was talking about, so he started telling me about Big Willie, and I couldn't believe the story was real. You know, Here was a guy who used cars and street racing after the Watts riots of 1965 to help heal Los Angeles. It's kind of an unbelievable idea, and it actually worked. You know, he got cops to buy in, politicians to buy in. And when I learned about Big Willie Robinson, I knew that we had to tell a story. Daniel Miller, L.A. Times. I really appreciate uh, when I heard about the podcast, I sat down at lunch one day and just listened to the whole thing. I appreciate your passion for it. It sounds like you might be a car guy in there somewhere and just hadn't heard the story. Is that true? Yeah, that's fair to say. I I grew up uh, immersed in the world of cars. Um, I come from three generations of L.A. car dealers. Um, Our family business closed in 2005, but it was a huge part of my childhood. Um, I actually drive my uh, grandfather, Lou's 1972 Datsun 240Z. Um, so cars mean a lot to me and, and I understand, you know, certainly the, the, the emotional connection you can have with a special car, 
Um, and, and I think that, and I hope that I can bring that perspective to this podcast, um, because, you know, this podcast is about the bond of fast cars in some ways. Do you think it's possible with all the issues that are going on in urban streets now, you think it's possible for Big Willie or a Big Willie kind of person to step up and meld all of those communities together from the cops to the skinheads to the crips, the bloods, the, you know, all the gangs that are out there, whether they have a badge or not, you think somebody could bring that together? Well, I think it's easy to be cynical, right? To, to look around and see that, you know, we seem so divided, but I think that, um, you know, I choose to look at Big Willie's message and what he's accomplished and what he accomplished uh, optimistically. Because if you go back to um, L.A. after the Watts riots, it was a truly divided city, a segregated city. The LAPD was known for uh, being a brutal police force in some communities, and he helped heal a city. So if it worked then, you know, why not now? That's optimistic. But, yeah, maybe I am too cynical, but there's... Let's say there's four, I think there's four editions of the podcast now. How many more do you have uh, coming up for us? So there are three more episodes that come out each Tuesday. Okay. Um, the, yeah, the fourth, the fourth episode, which came out last week, was all about Big Willie's Hollywood ties. He had a surprising uh, side gig as, a, as an actor, and he even had some connections to the Star Wars franchise and, of course, the Fast and Furious franchise. It, it was a fun one. Yes, you think seriously. it's wait Go wait ahead, a minute, Sarah. Crash. I got I got to ask one more. Listening to that podcast while I was working out last week, I had to chuckle. You think he would have worked out as they were talking about him possibly being Darth Vader? You think that he could have uh, handled that role? <laughs> well, just to be clear, he would have been sort of like the body man. He would have been the guy <laughs> in the suit. Nobody was saying he was going to voice the 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 role. Um, he did have a relationship with Gary Kurtz, who was a producer of Star Wars. They had met on a street racing movie several years earlier called Two Lane Blacktop. Um, so that's what Willie said. He claimed that Gary Kurtz offered him the star, the the role of Darth Vader, but the problem was Big Willie was out street racing, so he missed the phone call. Oh my gosh! Whoa. Daniel Miller joining us here in the Freak Nation with the L.A. Times and, of course, the creator of the podcast, Larger Than Life. We will tweet out a link so that everybody listening can hear this. He was <laughs> he was literally offered a part, part of the Darth Vader character, and because he was out street racing, he didn't get it? Right. That's Willie's claim, and we spent quite a bit of time investigating that. Um, you know, our reporting eventually took a pretty uh, somber turn. Gary Kurtz. Um, uh, became ill during the making of the podcast and passed away. I wasn't actually mm. able to ask him this. Uh, so in some ways, it remains an unanswerable question. Um, but that wasn't his only show business connection. Um, Big Willie got to know Paul Newman on the set of a movie called WUSA. Um, he was in an episode of Chips. He had a surprising amount of work in Hollywood. Yeah, that's fascinating. It's just, it's, there's got to be, the Hollywood connection had to have been some way of how he was able to pull together all these different demographics, all these people with different backgrounds to unite with with street racing, with with cars, because 
I'm with Statman. I'm a little cynical if that really could happen today. Maybe it could because once a car person, always a car person, and it's easy to bring people in to, to see that passion and to see that love. But is it Hollywood that was able to just make that happen because of, I mean, everybody wants to be a part of Hollywood at times. Sure. Well, I think, look, uh, Big Willie was, um, like the title of our podcast says, larger than life. He was this mm-hmm. magnetic personality. And uh, I think that it takes a rare figure, someone like that, to, to bring people together, bring all these disparate people together. I, I do think it's, it's fair to say that his time in Hollywood uh, certainly helped his, his, uh, his group, the Brotherhood of Street Racers, in terms of raising its awareness and, and raising his own profile. And I think he also learned from Hollywood. I think Big Willie learned about the power of myth building and the power of, of having that persona. I think he, he cultivated it in Hollywood. Speaking of Hollywood, and Statman brought this up, I believe, last week, will this, larger than life, will this become a movie? I mean, you've done so much research for this. The podcast is phenomenal. There's some things written up in the L.A. Times by you. You've got bonus content there on LATimes.com. Will this be a movie? Well, you know, I don't know, and I'm not sure that's for me to say, but I can tell you um, that this story is just an incredible one. You, you know, you, you hear about some of the times in his life, and, and you, you almost can't believe them. Um, it's also worth pointing out, look, there is an enormous street racing franchise in The Fast and the Furious. You know, they've, they've released several films. They gross hundreds of millions of dollars. So clearly there's, there's an appetite for stories like this. Freak Nation, it's a great, great story. Crasher, I don't know if you tweeted it out there. Yes, I got the link Speed out Freaks, there. The link, but it's a fantastic story. Big Willie Robinson, man and myth, uncovering the legend of Big Willie Robinson. And we've got the writer, Daniel Miller, joining us here in the Freak Nation from L.A. Times. Do you know if there are any living family members that are still around, uh, still alive, if, if he's had any children? So uh, Big Willie Robinson didn't have kids, and, and sadly his wife, Tamiko Robinson, uh, died before him. Um, he does have some family, uh, and I got a chance to speak to them. Uh, a sister and a brother are part of the podcast. You can hear them in a handful of the episodes, and they really helped me better understand Willie's childhood in New Orleans. You know, I think uh, his time in New Orleans and, you know, the segregated South uh, was a key, you know, part of, you know, his shaping his worldview and making him the person he became. Um, I, I read in one story that, you know, Big Willie wasn't able to participate in drag racing at a track uh, in Louisiana because uh, uh, African-Americans weren't allowed to compete. So it would make sense, perhaps, that years later, he would want to start a racetrack where everybody was welcome. And curious about this, too. Given that this is going down in the 60s, you've got guys like Don the Snake Perdome and other drag racers that made a name for Southern California in drag racing. Did he ever get involved with any of these uh, legends of drag racing or do anything at Pomona back in the 60s, early 70s? You know, he, he did have connections to some of the big-name uh, pro drag racers. And, in fact, I got to speak to uh, Big Daddy Don Garlitz for this project. <laughs> and, um, uh, Don, and Don Garlitz and Big Willie went, go way, way back. Uh, and, uh, you know, Don had nothing but uh, wonderful things to say about Big Willie. After not having seen each other for many, many years, they um, got to meet up, I want to say, in 2009 at an event called the Legends of Drag Racing in the Midwest. And it was just like old times, exchanging stories. So, yes, Big, Big Willie, you know, sort of, he wasn't just a street racer. He was a personality in, in the motorsports world. 
Who are some of What's the other it? people, or at least what are some of the other stories? Maybe it's part of the bonus content. Some other things that maybe didn't make the podcast that are just still fascinating about Big Willie. Well, one of the things that I think is really important to point out is that, you know, with the help of Mayor Tom Bradley, L.A.'s first black mayor, Big Willie was able to open a drag strip on Terminal Island in the port of Los Angeles. This is this tiny little island you have to reach by bridge in, in the port. And, you know, uh, it just sounds like the wildest place. Like, you'd have to invent it, right? Uh, he's welcoming everybody, Crips, Bloods, movie stars, millionaires. You know, the, the publisher of the L.A. Times, Otis Chandler, who himself was a car collector, was said to have visited, visited the, uh, the drag strip there. Um, it's a kind of place that I'm not sure could exist today. And um, our third episode is all about um, uh, Terminal Island and what really accomplished there. And, you know, I, I like to point people to that because it's a lot of fun. You hear about jet cars racing. There was even a Star Wars race day. This place was just truly wild. The one thing, Daniel Miller, L.A. Times, larger than life, Big Willie Robinson, the one thing that I truly appreciated, and I almost gave you an applause when I was listening to it, the people that fought him at in the Harbor Commission who accused him of being illiterate, not being able to read, and you were able to bring back that he was uh, taking pre-med classes at LSU uh, when he was chased out of Louisiana. I appreciate you saying that he was more than just a big guy who was able to talk to people in the street. He was intelligent enough to bring uh, a lot of uh, political forces together to get it done. Thank you. Oh, well, that's really kind of you to say, and that's true. Big Willie wanted to be a doctor as a child, and uh, he did attend some university. And that moment that you just mentioned, it's a tough one. You know, I think it, it kind of illustrated this, This, you know, the the what Willie was up against, right? You know, it wasn't easy for him. He He had to work hard, and he had a lot of naysayers, people who doubted him, and, and he persevered, and he pressed on. Daniel, thanks for doing this, man. We appreciate your work. Well, I really appreciate it and all the kind words. And, you know, uh, I'm glad that you're enjoying the podcast. Stay tuned. There's, there's definitely more to come. Killer. All right. Thank you, Daniel. Have a great night. Daniel Miller, L.A. Times writer, joining us here in the Freak Nation. Follow us on Twitter at Speed Freaks. And just spend 10, 15 minutes and read this article. More importantly, do what Statman did and listen to that podcast. Oh, you got you got to listen to the podcast. Absolutely. And it's funny, after we talked about it last week on this show, and again, it was just a 60-second Statman scat that actually got all of our attention, and we were like, wait, what? And then we ended up talking about it for a segment. Even Richie, he's one of our, he's our social guy that, that he's not in here tonight, but Richie was like, wait a minute, this is fascinating to me. I'm going to download it. And he's been listening to it. So yeah, it's just, it's incredible. Absolutely incredible what this man was able to do to bring people together in a city like Los Angeles, and he did it through cars. Statman, how can, how can they not <laughs> make a movie about this dude? I know. I, I, I got to believe that with the L.A. Times power and the popularity of what's going on, that it's already in prog- progress. Well, after we talked about it last week, I tagged, of course, this doesn't really matter, but I tagged Patrick Dempsey saying, Patrick, I think I just found your next project. <laughs> the Art of Racing in the Rain. The, yeah, whatever he's doing. The Art of Racing in the Rain. I know that's on your, your, your list right now, trying to wrap it up, but no, this is your next one. Who would play Big Willie, Statman? 
<laughs> I don't have Darth Vader. That would yeah. be the one they would come back with Darth Vader. Vin Reigns is a little to too old, that. right? Yeah, Vin Reigns is probably too old now. Uh, I don't know who they get. Maybe some guy who, you know, a newcomer to the thing. Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, it's got to be young enough. That's a good point. Huh. Hmm. Man, that just it just it's just got such a story all over it that. Yeah, it's got all the elements to make it a, a big thing that you could promote. All the trailers and the big voice you got <laughs> to. You know, all that stuff would be out there. It would, it would be a great movie, yeah. especially. <laughs> maybe they could get um, Vin Diesel to play him. That would be the logical <laughs> one, I think. Vin Diesel. Yeah. You, you got racism. You got no, racing. Stop it, you got. Stop it, stop it. <laughs> riots. You got the '60s. Okay. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Uh, I hope something does come of it. That's, I don't know where that came from. I that's great. <laughs> well, just, just being able to promote it in today's society. Yeah. It didn't start in 2016. It started in 1968. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'll Big leave it at that. Willie <laughs> <laughs> Greg Anderson, NHRA Pro Stock winner, coming up next hour. Motorsports Radio, redefined. This is an urgent health notice for all residents suffering from back, neck, knee, and wrist pain. You may qualify for a pain-relieving brace at little or no cost to you, but the deadline is fast approaching. Simply call the Health Alert Hotline now. You heard right. You may qualify for a pain-relieving back, neck, knee, or wrist brace. These items may even be covered by Medicare or your private insurance. The Health Alert Hotline is your brace company. These specialized braces have been tested for pain relief. Call us toll-free right now to determine your eligibility and to learn how to use your private insurance or medicare to minimize your out-of-pocket cost don't wait if the deadline passes you may lose your opportunity to get a pain relieving back neck knee or wrist brace at little or no cost to you 800-430-9571 800-430-9571 that's 800-430-9571 Imagine this is your money and someone wants to take it from you. Who is it? The IRS. They want your money. And guess what? They can legally take it, all of it if they want. Remember, they sent you that letter that said, hey, you owe us a bunch of cash and we're going to take it from you. So what do you do? Fight back by letting our team of experts at the tax helpline work it out with the IRS so you can keep your money. And we're good at what we do. When you hire us, you get a team of guys on your side that know the IRS laws and will fight to save your money. So if you owe the IRS a ton of cash and you want to keep it, call right now and learn for free how we can help you put it back in your pocket. 800-932-1749. 800-932-1749. That's 800-932-1749. Do you have a problem hearing the television? Do you need to crank up the volume so loud your family is screaming at you? Then put on your TV ears. 
TV Ears has helped millions of people just like you hear TV loud and clear without cranking up the volume. For about 60 bucks for the 30-day free trial, you can get your own set of TV Ears. When you wear TV Ears, you can mute the TV volume for private listening or let others watch TV with you. Order in the next 10 minutes and take us up on our 30-day home trial and very special price. TV Ears is a brand hearing professionals have trusted for more than 20 years. And through this special radio offer, you can get your very own for just $60. Just mention promo code RADIO. So put on your TV ears and make everyone happy. 800-984-4207. 800-984-4207. That's 800-984-4207. Broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios. Driven by General Tire. It's Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio redefined with Kenny Sargent. We love to party. Crash Gladys. What are we doing for the bachelorette party? And Statman. I am serious. Here's the Freaks. Coming up, your Statman Scat, more on the IndyCar race that ended for the most for the most part of the country uh, this morning. West Coast, uh, not necessarily, but uh, Joseph Newgarden joined us last year, last hour. But Statman Scat has more on that race. We'll have more conversation in regards to what happened uh, in New Hampshire with Kevin Harvick's big win. How you doing, man? Second hour of the Freaks. Statman, Crash Gladys, Kenny Sarge. What's up? At Speed Freaks on Twitter. The website, again, speedfreaks.tv. This hour, Greg Anderson, NHRA Pro Stock winner, will be in here. Adam Conover will be in here. Comedian, big-time TV show host on True TV. Adam destroys everything. Adam ruins, ruins everything. everything. Destroying is a form of ruining, but the actual show name is Adam Ruins Everything. Yeah, that's true. He debunks it. (laughs) Hey, Stat, uh, Crash just saw this on Twitter. Was it Twitter or Google in regards to Big Daddy Don Garlitz? It was Google, because I always, since we referenced Don Garlitz and his friendship with Big Willie, last segment with Daniel Miller, I just wanted to make sure I was, you know, spelling everything correctly, did a little Google search on Don Garlitz, because I, for some reason, I always confuse the S and the Z, whatever. And found out, oh, hey, Don Garland set a record this weekend. Wait, what? What kind of record did he set? You just see a link right there? Okay. I mean, it's, the, it's the Dodge Mile High Nationals, and he's associated with Mopar and Dodge. So was it at the Bandamere Speedway? No, it was not. It was hmm. in Florida. Let's see. Wow. He's still setting records? Big Daddy? That is called, his friends just call him Big. <laughs> right, yeah. right. If you're in the know, it's Big. So we're, this is live radio. Palm Freak Beach Nation. International Raceway. Ah, okay. Saturday night. All right. He was, oh, damn internet. He was looking to set another record. What it was, okay, he, his goal was to go 200 miles an hour. 
He did not set that, but he did set the track record, apparently, in a battery, oh my, a battery-powered dragster. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) He was hoping to become the first racer to reach 200 miles an hour in a battery-powered dragster. So Don Garlitz is going green these days. (laughs) You know, in all the craziness of Garlitz, he did put the engine in the back. He did uh, use the little tires for aero in the front. He did put a, a, a canopy over the cockpit on the dragster. He's been breaking ground on a lot of stuff yeah. throughout his career. Uh, but uh, an electric dragster, 200 miles an hour, and Don Garlitz are probably a sentence that you'd never imagine saying in your lifetime. Man, he tried it was several attempts over a span of more than five hours. I believe, he st- like I said, he did not get to 200 miles an hour, but he, oh, here we go. He did top out at 189 miles per hour on his second to last attempt. Unfortunately, on his last attempt, when he thought he had everything tweaked right, a hub broke because a wheel spun and the car just flat out stopped accelerating. So his fastest was 189, and that is a record for a battery-powered dragster. Nice work, Donnie. You want a real kick in the nuts? Stop yeah. asking me package questions. I'm done answering them. Next. No, no Kyle. Don Garlitz. Mm-hmm. 87 years old. Yeah. Yeah. And don't ever ask him about the Greek. <laughs> 87 years old. Yeah. That, that man's more alive at 87 and some people are at 17. He's, he is, he's big. He is big. To have the drive, and I, I'm saying that at, shoot, 30 years his junior, to have the drive to get your ass out of bed and put together an electric dragster, hopefully going to 200 miles an hour, as opposed to sitting out on the patio blasting anything that moves out back. Grabbing and grabbing your bush beer. <laughs> We've been doing this a long time. Yes, we have. <laughs> We're going to reset with uh, some affiliates, and you get your Statman Scad coming up in about 15 minutes, and Crash Gladys Pit News and Notes in moments, and Greg Anderson coming up. We promise to suck less. Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined. The Freaks. Joining another round of affiliates. How you doing? Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. The second hour of Speed Freaks. The website, speedfreaks.tv. We've been doing this over 19 years from the Lucas Oil Studios. Big second hour for you. NHRA Pro Stock winner Greg Anderson. He'll be here in the Freak Nation. Comedian and true TV television series host, Adam Conover will be here in the Freak Nation. Adam Ruins Everything. Nice. Is the name of the true TV series. He'll be in here. Crash Gladys Pit News and Notes brought to you by General Tire. Go to GeneralTire.com to get your tires. Crasher? All right. The IMSA Sports Car Series kicked off the weekend in Lime Rock where strategy played well for winners Richard Westbrook and Ryan Briscoe. They finally unseated Porsche on that top spot. Congrats to the Ganassi Ford on their accomplishment. But what was up with Mother Nature in Iowa, where IndyCar was set to showcase their short track skills, and they did, 
Oh, about four hours after the scheduled start time. Joseph Newgarden was the class of the field. He took the win to help further his points lead in the series. But, man, Scott Dixon arguably had the run of the year. He was lapped twice because of horrible car, horrible handling. But a little luck came his way on the last yellow, which enabled him to get back on the lead lap with fresh tires. He came away stealing second place. Whoa. NASCAR raced on the New Hampshire short track, the one-miler, and this race was better than normal for the Cup Series. It came down to Denny Hamlin chasing down winless Kevin Harvick, and he did pass him on the last lap. They ended up swapping the lead and then swapping some sheet metal. Both drivers admitted it was a fun final lap. Kevin Harvick, however, finally the victor. Christopher Bell was your winner in the Xfinity Series. NHRA raced to the mile-high city of Denver, one of my all-time favorite tracks, Bandemir Speedway, baby, in the thin air. It was Steve Torrance with the win in top fuel. His eighth of the season. Are you kidding me? Tommy Johnson Jr. took the win in funny car. Greg Anderson, he joins us in about five minutes, by the way. He won in pro stock and Andrew Hines in a brand new motorcycle, pro stock motorcycle. Speaking of those motorbikes, the Lucas Oil Motocross Series raced in Millville. And it was your Supercross champ, Cooper Webb, who swept both motos in the top class and took home his first win in the outdoor series. Adam Carullo won again in the 250s. And shocking news we all woke up to on Nick Harrison, Justin Haley's crew chief. He died overnight at the age of 37. Still nothing else from the team or NASCAR, but rest in peace, Nick Harrison. Really sad news. Motorsports Radio, redefined. Listen up, Amazon Prime members. For a limited time, you can start an Audible membership and save 66% on your first three months, a total of $30 off. That's like getting three months for the price of one. You'll pay just $4.95 per month for the first three months. After that, it's only $14.95 per month. Offer is valid from $7.119 through $7.31.19. Audible members get a credit every month, good for any audiobooks in our store, regardless of price. And two Audible originals. Unused credits roll over. If you don't like an audiobook, exchange it for free. Plus, your audio books are yours to keep forever even if you cancel there are no commitments you can cancel anytime audible has the largest selection of audiobooks on the planet which lets you fill your summer with more stories on top of audiobooks and audible originals members get access to audio guided fitness and meditation programs audible is a great sidekick for summer activities like hiking sunbathing on the beach or poolside listen anytime anywhere and never lose your spot when you switch devices visit audible.com speed or text speed to 500 500 to get started today. It's more than just a slogan. Anywhere is possible with General Tire. General Tire's Grabber X3 Mud Terrain Tire offers aggressive styling and is engineered for durability with innovative performance features that are ready to carry you through extreme mud and rock-covered terrain. For extreme traction that's ready for anything and rugged styling to match, look no further than the Grabber X3. Make your anywhere possible by visiting GeneralTire.com today. That's GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. Car not performing right, a dirty fuel system damages gas mileage and even your engine over time, but Lucas Fuel Treatment can clean and lubricate that fuel system to fuel pump, fuel injectors, even carburetors and valves as you drive. It's designed to protect both gasoline and diesel engines. Lucas Fuel Treatment, it works. MAV-TV, your destination for all things motorsports. TV home to all of the Lucas Oil Motorsports. 
MAV-TV televises off-road, modifieds, motocross, pro polling, and World Rally Championships, to name a few. MAV-TV is also home to the favorite enthusiast shows, such as My Classic Car, Chop Cut Rebuild, Full Custom Garage, Gears, and much more. MAV-TV is available nationwide on DirecTV, Verizon, and on most cable providers. Visit MAVTV.com for more racing information and to demand your MAV-TV. The Texas Roadkill, the San Francisco Swallows, and the Arizona Pricks? Yeah, I got your attention now, don't I? These aren't real sports teams, but they are some of the most creative. Funny sports logo t-shirts from awesome sports logos. Each team has a history, a meaning behind it, like the New Orleans Curse or the Nashville Bootleggers. And these t-shirts, they are awesome, with the highest quality, 100% cotton available, and are ridiculously soft. Grab your favorite city's t-shirt now at AwesomeSportsLogos.com. That's AwesomeSportsLogos.com, and get awesome. Introducing Lucas Oil Racing TV, your exclusive unlimited 24-7 motorsports app. Now you can watch all your favorite motorsports anytime, anywhere. Get the finest in grassroots racing, national events, live coverage, behind-the-scenes action, and interviews you won't see anywhere else. There's also automotive how-to shows and some of motorsports' biggest names like Dave Despain, hosting the legends and current superstars of racing. For more information, visit lucasoilracing.tv. Lucas Oil Racing TV. Grab it and hold on tight. You are listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. Right about now, the funk soul brother. Check it out now, the funk soul brother. Right about now, the funk soul brother. Check it out now, the funk soul brother. Right about now, the funk soul brother. Check it out now, the funk soul brother. Look at the Studios, Freak Nation. At Speed Freaks on Twitter, the website, speedfreaks.tv. We're there for you on Facebook, Instagram. You can take the freaks anywhere. I don't care if you're listening on SiriusXM, the Dan Patrick channel, or, of course, one of the affiliates across the country, or your iHeartRadio app or your radio.com. You can take the freaks anywhere. Even up to Mile High, this dude, Greg Anderson, holy smokes, long time since he's been in the Freak Nation. It might have been this time last year. Greg Anderson, is this right? If my math serves me correctly, NHRA Pro Stock winner from the Mopar Mile High Nationals, is this is this is that the last time you won a race? <laughs> it's my anniversary. Whoa! <laughs> it's been one year's time. I don't know what it is. I guess I'll go rule the mountain or something. It's the only place to see if we'll win anymore. But uh, it's a great day. And I agree, Greg Anderson. Let's make it not in the Mopar Mile High Nationals, the Dodge NHRA Mile High Nationals. When you the the First time you light up the throttle in your pro stock car in the NHRA in at uh, Bandemir Raceway, is it? Do you notice the difference immediately? Yeah. yeah, you think you left a plug wire or two off. You try to start the car. Most of the time, they won't even start. They won't idle. They won't run. It's like it's on a intake manifold or a banana and a tailpipe. They sound like crap because they are like they just they can't get any air. Just like us. Just like us people out here. You try to climb a flight of stairs out here, and you think you're going to die. It's just a tough, tough place to 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 live, to to breathe, to race. But that's what makes it such a challenge, and, and and so rewarding when you get it done. So I'm pretty damn happy about it. Greg, when you arrive at Bandemir, is your car set up like it was last year, and then you make whatever adjustments are necessary? Well, yeah, it, it, you know, you come to a track and. You have to, Nine times out of ten, what we do is, is we come from wherever we just raced last week. We come and we say, okay, let's compare our notes to what we did last year, but let's go more off what we did last week because you just you kind of forget about all the small changes you make year to year, right? Well, 
I elected to go the other route this year, and I put in the exact same type of tune-up we had a year ago here, and thinking that we really hadn't changed a lot to the to the race car, to the engine tune-up, to everything since then. And it didn't hardly want to run the first run, so that was the way to go. I'd be better off sticking with the tune-up we had two weeks ago and, and just trying to make changes for the altitude out here. But it, it just it's a, it's a tough place, and, and what it comes down to is you need as many runs as you can get to learn. So that means you've got to get all the qualifying runs you can. You've got to find a way to win on Sunday where you can get another chance to make your stuff better for the next round. So that's what it comes down to. And usually by the time you get down to semifinal or final round on Sunday, you've got your car working pretty good, your motor running pretty good. Greg Anderson is the Pro Stock winner. Mopar Mile High Nationals, Bandemir Speedway. Greg, there's a crazy idea that you supply the horsepower for your competitors. Explain that. Well, yeah, for, for years and years, it was basically just Jason Line and myself. We were the summit team, and all we had to worry about was trying to find a way to make our two race cars fast and win races. And had a great run, hey, won a lot of races, had a lot of glory years. And, and then, you know, budget cuts come, and you, you got to find a way to, to change your business model and find a way to, to make up for, you know, sponsorship deficits that you face and expand, expanding costs every year. So the business model changed, and we had to decide that we had to taking on some engine rental customers. So first, I think, to come along with Bo Butner, and, and then come Derek Kramer, and now we're up to, we've got two uh, two of the Quadra boys, the Fernando Quadra Sr., Fernando Quadra Jr., racing and renting cars from us. So we've got quite a stable over here. We've got a six-car stable, and certainly a lot of distractions, and, and certainly make it tougher for the two team cars, the Jason Line car, the Greg Anderson car, to win on Sunday. But that's just you know, the changing landscape and, and what it takes to survive out here and what it takes to keep racing. So I'm not whining about it. The good news is it's good for someone who wants to get involved, wants to come rent an engine or a race car from, from someone like ourselves. You can compete at the top level. You can win races. You can win championships, as we saw with Bo Butner. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a neat deal, and we're proud of that. But don't get me wrong, it, it makes it very difficult for the two team cars to win. All right, Greg Anderson, talk about then how difficult it was. You were up against one of those quadras in the first round today. And, yeah, it's, he's under your umbrella. You're racing against him. I know we see this all the time with teammates, but what is your internalization of what's going on right there? Clearly you want to win, but at the same time, you never want to take out one of your own guys. Well, no, you don't, but it, 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 it comes down to it doesn't matter who's in the other lane, whether they're your best friend or your best, worst enemy. You've got to find a way to, to beat that person if you want to win a race. And, I kind of want to win. I, I, I kind of <laughs> got a little bit of a burning desire to win races, <laughs> I've been told before. So I want to be whoever in the other lane. He's a great guy. He's a fantastic guy. We love racing with him. But I had to find a way to put him down. If I'm going to win a race, he's got to go down first. And, and you know, that, that was just the start of the day. And then I run into another teammate, uh, Derek Kramer, who was, was basically as fast or faster than I was. And it, it, the race was decided by a thousandth of a second in the semifinal. <laughs> so that's what you're up against. That's the price of poker and pro stock these days. And uh, we created our own worst enemy, I guess you could say. But it, it, it's made the racing great for the fans, and it's great for people that want to get involved and, and, and rent equipment from, from a top-tier team like ours. Yeah, Greg Anderson, you talked about that semifinal round against Derek Kramer. That was that finish came down to thousands. Your final round against Matt Hartford came down to just a hundredth of a second. You gave Denver a badass show. I mean, I know the crowd is always good at Denver, but they really got what they bargained for today. They did, but but you know it, it's probably the best crowd we see across the country year in and year out. They're so into it, and they 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 just jam pack the grandstands every year. The Vandermeer family takes great such great care of the fans that come out here. 
it's a great facility, and, and they take care of the fans. So you feel that when you're racing out here, when you're in that race, the grandstand's jam-packed, and the people standing and cheering, and, and they respect what you do, and they appreciate what you do, and you just want to do the best job you can for them. So thank the Lord we had a great race today. We put on a great show for them, and, and, and the cards fell my way. Greg Anderson, the Pro Stock winner, NHRA Dodge Nationals from Bandemir, Denver, Colorado. Is that, talking about the great crowds that always show up in Denver, is that a Bandemir family thing, or is this city just keyed in for drag racing? Well, as far as I understand it, it's a Bandemir family thing, and if you've ever met them, if you've ever talked to any one of the, the generations, three generations of them out here, they're such hard workers and they're such great people, and they just... They put the fan number one. They, they they know how to treat the fan, take care of the fan. So, you know, it, it, it that's why it's packed every year. It, it, the fans love coming out here. And for that reason, the racers love to come out here and race and put on a show. So it's just a neat deal all along. Greg Anderson, are you now a fan of the shorter schedule? The pro stock guys aren't running at every event. So are you a fan of this new shorter schedule for your category? Well, to be honest with you, you can probably play it into my hand this year because I got off to a slow start this year. I got off to a bad start, and I needed a break. I needed to sit, step back, and go home and work on my stuff. Uh, Bo Butner came out good. You know, he's part of our team. But the rest of our team cars, we were not very good. So we got a, quite a long break there where we sat out three, four races. And, and when we came back from that three, four race sit-out spell, we were a better race team. And we were finally able to race four wins again and we were not before that so you know i complained about it to begin with and i love to race so i hate to ever sit out but it absolutely helped our race team this year and now we've got our stuff back on track and we're ready to win with really any one of our six cars greg how can you make this year capitalizing off your win in denver different than last year post denver win let's get well, you to the championship yeah well obviously you know last year we struggled at the sea level type racetracks and, and we brought in Dave Conley this year to help out my longtime crew chief, Rob Downing, two in the race cars, and, and that, I hope, was going to make the difference that, that we didn't have last year. They worked great together. They found new ways to race our race cars. They found new ways to make my race car in particular be able to adapt to different racetracks. So that's what I need to do. I need to find a way to make my race car adapt to all the different racetracks we go to across the series and, and, and between the two you know, great crew chiefs I've got nowadays. I think my chances are great this year. Gee, it's always a pleasure when you're on the Freak Nation, buddy. Don't wait so damn long. I know. I, I'm sorry about that, and it's certainly my fault. I'll try <laughs> to do a better job of uh, making myself worthy of being on the show again. Thank you, Greg. Thanks, guys. Good evening, my fellow citizens. To provide guidance to mankind. 2019 IndyCar Series goes to Mid-Ohio next weekend with a tough championship still unfolding. There are five events left in the season, including Mid-Ohio, and there's less than 100 points separating the top four drivers in the battle. Points leader Joseph Newgarden won last night in Iowa, but second was the 2018 champion Scott Dixon, a longtime friend of the Freaks. Dixon's fourth in the standings, but I'd be afraid to say he's not in the chase with five events left. In fact, Alexander Rossi, the number number two driver in the list will be hard to ignore along with Simon Pagino who's third in points. The wild card in this game though is the double points available in the last race at Laguna Seca. Newgarden, Pagino and Dixon all have titles in their chip stack so they know how to cash in down the stretch. Rossi still must prove he can get it done and not leave money on the table. Remember rounders, no one's eating Orioles in this game. Let's play some cards. Peace. Motorsports Radio, redefined. 
It's summertime once again, which means pool parties, barbecues, and relaxation, but it also means home projects, which aren't much fun. So why not let Home Advisor take them off your hands? From minor repairs to major remodels, Home Advisor will connect you with top-rated pros in your area, letting you get back to summer fun. The pros have been reviewed by your neighbors so you can see what others thought of their work. And if you're not sure how much your project should cost, get multiple quotes from pros and use Home Advisor's Project Cost Guide to see what others paid for similar projects. And to top it all off, you can book appointments online, no more phone tag. Home Advisor makes it beyond easy to get your home projects done. So don't wait. Get those projects done now and make the most of your summer. To find the right pro at a fair price, just ask Home Advisor. Go to HomeAdvisor.com or download the free award-winning Home Advisor app today. Attention business owners, are you struggling while waiting for your customers to pay on their net 30, 60, or 90-day invoices? Can't get a business loan, have no equity, bad credit, or maybe no credit at all? Then you need to call AmeriFactors right now. AmeriFactors will give you cash for your invoices and there's nothing to pay back. We simply buy your account receivables and if those clients don't pay on the invoices, we take the loss. We give you funds based on your account receivables not your credit. And 98% of all applicants are approved. It's that simple. With AmeriFactors, there's no more waiting for your customers to pay. We give you the funds up front, then we wait for your customers to pay us. Fund your business today. Call AmeriFactors right now. 800-847-1183. 800-847-1183. That's 800-847-1183. Now you can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. Hi, I'm Rick Tittle, and I host the Video Game Review every Sunday night at 9 o'clock Pacific, midnight on the East Coast, right here on the Sports Byline USA Broadcast Network. Video games are way more important than your job, your school, or your relationship, so let's talk about them. Everything from the 2600 to the 360. I don't work for any video game company, so I'll tell you what's worth your money and what stinks. Also, cheat codes, interviews, your calls, I'll give away a game, release dates, all that and more every Sunday night right here on the Sports Byline USA Broadcast Network. Run by your favorite grocery store, frozen food section. Grab yourself some Bubba Burgers today. Bacon cheddar, jalapeno, 100% Angus, vegetarian. If it's hot outside, grab yourself cold beers. Cold 40-degree beer, which is 40 degrees. And be sure you're cooking up some Bubba Burgers. You'll never buy a better burger than a Bubba. Which reminds me, Statman, was it you that I saw either on Facebook or Twitter? They get a comment about Kentucky Fried Chicken and the Cheetos. <laughs> was that? Was that? 
Was it you? That's got to. Yeah, I did say something. That's got to be the most. You're not a sponsor, are they? <laughs> no, I, I I heard the spot today. I, I thought you were just making it up. No, it's got to. That's salt and chemicals. It's not a good way to put together a sandwich. <laughs> Grease, salt, and chemicals. That just it doesn't make sense. And what they were saying in this Kentucky Fried Chicken spot was, you got mashed up. Cheetos and Cheeto sauce on this sandwich. <laughs> yeah, I mean it. I, I, it just when I, I I can't begin to understand why anybody would find it uh, inviting, but you know they're they're pushing it hard and they made it, so they must have tested it somewhere. <laughs> What's a Cheetos sauce? Just. Orange stuff that I don't know. I don't know. More orange chemicals. I mean, what can I tell you? (laughs) I don't know. We Major League Baseball. One of the few things they do right now is they do their best to really conjure up a plethora of food for folks to come out. Bizarre yet incredibly yummy mixtures of food. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna come to a point. Hopefully, in my lifetime, we run out of combinations and we just go back to plain meat and bun. Hey, you want a cheeseburger? <laughs> How about a hot dog with mustard? Yeah, that's what Dodger Stadium used to have the absolute best Dodger dogs, and they would grill them. They would be perfect, and they took those out. And people complained so much. Now you got to go to certain. Um, stands just to get them and they got everything else but just a simple dodger dog with some mustard and relish and a beer i mean what you can't you can't ask for a better meal than that so stat man when you go buy a new car you saying listen i don't need electric windows or air conditioner just give them the old roll down and just the heater that's all i need you don't need a sundry of items (laughs) well i'm in a place now where Air conditioning is more valuable than anything you could put in an automobile. You got to have, you got to be able to hang meat. This is, I've never experienced heat like this. This is crazy. I forgot about this. Yeah, humidity sucks. Yeah. Mm. You know, I'd, I'd laughed about it a week or so ago. It could be three degrees outside with humidity. It'd be 104. I mean, it, it's crazy. That's right. With your move to Ohio, this is your first summer there in decades, correct? Oh, yeah. There. Yeah. We used to have in Los Angeles, it would be bad humidity in August and September. but And that uh, was still barely. Yeah. You know, and that was just... I mean, if you lived in a cheap apartment with no air, you'd go to a hotel and spend the night or something. But now it's just all day, all night, all the time. It's crazy. Think about drag racers or IndyCar pilots or just racers. All right, all right. Since you're bringing that up, I am going to go straight to Ryan Briscoe, Mm -hmm. the sports car race at Lime Rock this weekend. He double-stinted. I'm sure there were other guys that double stinted, but his double stint was a little little tougher than some of the others. He double stinted. It was 97 degrees outside, and he was inside the cockpit and a double stint. So what's that? A closed, yeah, at least a, three a closed hours. cockpit. Yeah. You're right. Oh, oh. Wait a minute. Speaking of, speaking of sports cars, 
Have you seen the new Corvette? And how long is it going to be before you have one in your driveway? I have. Is this a 2020? It's the it's the C8. I don't know if it's a 19, but it's the mid-engine Corvette. It's finally out, and they, I heard something that they're the sticker price is going to be somewhere around sixty thousand. Now they're probably going to charge you a hundred thousand for the sixty, but you know it, it's beautiful. Chevy redefines an American icon with sixty thousand dollars twenty twenty C8 Corvette. Holy smokes! Yeah, I mean, so you gonna you gonna trade Henley in on a on a uh, C8 Corvette? <laughs> uh, there was about two hours today. I would have been glad to do that. <laughs> oh, just I, I told you, I told you, I warned you ahead of time. <laughs> Oh, wow, man. this thing this thing has a little bit of Ferrari, a little bit of what's the Ford uh, the 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 Ford the the recent the Ford 2 or 3 years ago that uh, Ganassi yeah, the the GT, the Ford yeah, yeah, yeah. Ford GT, yeah. Wow. And the Lambo, I mean it's it's beautiful. It's beautiful. I mean I I don't know, you know. I mean I can't afford to eat breakfast, but you know, I mean with the you got, with something that out there like that, you got to at least go sit in it. Ask the guy, can I drive this, sir? Holy smokes, this is beautiful. How did I not see this damn thing? This is yeah. gorgeous. 495 horsepower. It's got that V8 in there, of course. 470 pounds of torque. <laughs> You gotta now that crash. If you go to test drive it, don't tell the guy your name is Crash. Then <laughs> chances are they won't let you into the showroom with a name like Crash. <laughs> Valid point. According to Edmonds, Edmonds reports thirty percent of Corvette buyers were aged sixty-five and older in twenty eighteen, up from twenty-eight percent in twenty thirteen. Nearly sixty percent of the buyers were fifty-five or older through the first wow. four months of this year. Wow, that's wow. That's I, well, that's crazy. Yeah, they're talking about how they had anticipated that. Yeah, over the last four or five years, Corvette sales in U.S. have steadily steadily declined every year since more than doubling with the introduction of the current gen model in 2014. Maybe they got to get a rapper to do a song about the Corvette so that kids will understand that Corvette is a car that's, you know, it's not your grandfather's Corvette anymore. Wow. 60, 55 and older. That's crazy. Yeah, but hold on a second, though. I mean, the classic Corvettes versus today's Corvettes, they're both pretty freaking stellar. Yes. I mean, (laughs) how could you even choose... One over if you're, if you, if all you see the car is some old guy with the shirt unbuttoned to his navel, with <laughs> chains and uh, you know too many pinky rings, why are they going to buy the thing? You know, plus kids nowadays, millennials would rather take Uber and uh, to the airport and go somewhere rather than have car payments. Oh, true. Again, they're trying to get the Porsche BMW crowd, but. Again, that sixty thousand dollar price tag. It's and we 
It's such a great value for a sports car. It's bonkers. With that kind of blow, that kind of money, that kind of horsepower, torque, and the items that you get in, it, oh, man. Uh-oh, yeah. Crash. Keep him keep him away from the checkbook. You should have seen if him he, at Barrett-Jackson this year. <laughs> if, he, if he disappears for a couple hours and won't call you and you don't know where he is, don't be surprised if he comes back with something new for the driveway. And, he's t- and then he says to me, happy birthday, honey. Yeah. I just, <laughs> I just bought myself a car for your birthday. That's, yeah, that's the way you got to do it. I got this just for you. I'll, I'll see you later. I got to go break it in. I'm going to be test driving it for the rest of my life, babe. You'll enjoy it eventually. Somehow. Yeah, they've been chasing that that engine component for a long time now it sounds like they finally have it right holy smokes all right uh, coming up in about four and a half minutes his name is adam conover he's going to be joining us here in the freak nation comedian television show host true tv series it's called adam ruins everything it's awesome if you get a chance to see it it's like the millennial version of John Stossel back in the day on ABC, back in the 90s, where he would do a lot of debunking. That's what Adam does. He does a lot of debunking on his series. So he'll be joining us in about five minutes. You missed any of the show, go to the website, speedfreaks.tv. Follow us on Twitter at speedfreaks, therefore on Facebook, Instagram. And do yourself a favor. Just punch in your snappy Google search, 2020 Chevrolet Corvette. You'll you'll have the same emotion that I did. Like, really? It's awesome. Adam Conover, the Truth TV series, Adam Ruins Everything, next. Motorsports Radio, redefined. (laughs) This is going really well. Yeah, so I guess you've heard then. What? You mean that whole saving money with Geico thing? No, that I'm actually a chess painter. Pirate fans, you That was not on the profile. So now you've heard. Geico, saving people money on car insurance and now an official partner of Major League Baseball. Hey, you want the easiest car care ever, right? There's a couple Lucas Oil products you got to get your hands on. One, Lucas Slick Mist Fast and Easy Speed Wax. Two, Tire and Trim Shine. And three, Interior Detailer. It's better than anything on the market, so this is what you do. You spray the speed wax on a wet or dry surface, you wipe it off, and you're done. You think you can handle that? Lucas Interior Detailer rejuvenates interiors, and Lucas Tires and Trim Shine does wonders on tires and wheels. Lucas Slick Mist. It's easy. It works. Go to lucasoil.com for more information. Freak Nation, for over 100 years, General Tire has provided tires for your lifestyle, your adventure, your everywhere. From the aggressive mud terrain Grabber X3 to the all-terrain performance of the Grabber ATX, even to the strong and durable all-purpose terrain Grabber APX, 
General Tire balances excellent on-road performance with off-road capabilities designed for all weather conditions. Remember, with General Tire, anywhere is possible. For more information, drive over to GeneralTire.com. Want to bring racing technology into your driveway? Lucas High Performance Motor Oil is advanced race engine technology for everyday cars and trucks. It reduces friction heat and coats your engine with a tougher, longer-lasting oil film for maximum protection. Lucas High Performance Motor Oil cools and cleans your engine and protects against sludge buildup from everyday stop-and-go driving. Lucas High Performance Motor Oil is made in America and sold to the world. It works. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. Speed Freaks on a Sunday night, Lucas Oil Studios. Thank you, Lucas Oil, for making this thing possible. General Tire, Bubba Burger, thank you guys for hanging out, man. Crash Gladys, Statman, Kenny Sargent, Adam Conover, comedian and now big-time TV series host for True TV. Adam ruins everything. It's kind of like a millennial's version of the old John Stossel shows and segments that he used to do for ABC back in the 90s. Uh, he joins us now on the Freak Nation, Adam Conover does, and... Adam, some of these things that you're debunking on the show is absolutely bonkers. Yeah, I mean that's that's the point of the show, you know, right? That there are so many misconceptions, so many bits of common wisdom that we take for granted, we don't look too deeply into in our day to day life. But you know, if you look under that rock, there's always a lot of weird bugs scurrying around under there, and that's and that's the that's the purpose of the show, and that's what keeps people coming back every week. Which came first, the comedy or the show? Uh, I've been doing comedy for years before the show. Uh, I've been doing comedy since like 2003. Uh, you know, I was doing stand up in New York City. I was a writer at the comedy website College Humor. Um, and you know, at that point, you're after a while, you learn how to be funny. And then the harder thing becomes, how do I stand out? How do I get people mm-hmm. to to give a crap about what I'm saying? You know. Um, and I started slipping, uh, you know, this stuff that I had learned into my, into my material, you know, cause I've always been an information sponge. I've always sucked up information like this, like weird stories, you know, the history behind this, that, or the other. And, uh, when I would tell people that stuff in real life, they'd be annoyed by me. <laughs> they'd be like, what, Adam, why are you telling us this? We're, we're trying to have a conversation here. What's going on? <laughs> uh, and, uh, so, but I found out when I started doing it on stage, people would get into it and they would lean forward a little bit and go, oh, they wouldn't just laugh. They'd be like, oh, what is that true? They'd come up to me later. Oh, I looked that up. That is true. That's nuts. You know, they'd remember the bit. And so I did it at uh, college humor as a writer there and I'd write two sketches a week. That was my job. I, so I wrote one of, you know, I wrote, uh, uh, this, uh, a sketch based on the original story was the story of the De Beers diamond engagement ring where the, the you know the the diamond engagement ring we think of as being an age-old tradition right but it was really made up in the 30s by the De Beers diamond corporation that we should give each other diamond rings when we get engaged and they did that because they were trying to figure out how to sell more diamonds they were like let's ooh let's tell people that that's what you have to do when you uh, uh when you propose to somebody and they put it in movies magazines uh did huge ad campaigns and then we just internalized that and forgot mm-hmm. it was an ad and now we now that's a tradition that we uh, that we do or uh, quotation marks tradition. Um, and when I was start talking about that on stage, 
sketch, people would lose their minds. They'd be like, I can't believe that's true. Um, and so I did a sketch about that on, on College Humor. That did really well. And we uh, around that time, they were looking to make TV shows. So we made a couple more, pitched it as a TV show. And, and that, became, that became the show. So it all sort of came together. Everything I'd been working on for a couple of years came together at one time. The thing is, there are so many other stories like that yes. that we truly believe. So yeah, many. It's just made up. I mean... I don't really want to go political with this, but hence the fake news. Fake news has been around for decades. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And and the world is full of people who are trying to manipulate your behavior for their benefit and try to tell you something that isn't true to get you to do what they want. You know, we've got another we have new episodes coming out on August 13th on True TV. And one of the ones we are talking about very similar is the history of women shaving their legs. Um, because you know Gillette King Camp Gillette was his name is the same same name is on is on the company today you know he invented the safety razor which is you know the the uh, the disposable safety mm-hmm. razor so part of his scam by the way was that you know he sells you the razor really cheap but then the blades are marked up right um, so you you have the handle which was cheap but you need to keep overpaying for these blades right he invented that business model which is obviously enormously profitable and they still do it today now the things are so overpriced they keep them behind plastic and glass at yes. the CVS <laughs> yeah. so you don't steal them because they know that they're so exp- – they're like $20 for two blades? What the heck? So that was part of the scam, right? But the other part was they're like, okay, we got – Half the population shaving, right? Using our using our razors, we want to sell more. Let's get the other. Let's get the other half of the population to shave. Um, and at the time, women did not regularly shave. It was not at all treated as a. What year was thing. this? When was this? Oh boy! Now you're gonna. It was yeah. early 20th century. Yeah. Um, okay. And uh, uh, I don't want to say the exact year because I don't know it off the top of my head. Well, early, because well, again, I just want, my mom's always shaved her legs, and she's in her 80s. So oh yeah, yes. Yeah. Oh, certainly that. Certainly okay, that generation. Yeah. The generation before that. Um, And so they did the same sort of advertising campaign where they said uh, they depicted – actually, it's funny because people say – you know, the joke is that French French women don't shave their underarms. But they actually said, oh, everyone in France is shaving their underarms, and if you want to be a sophisticated woman, you should too. They put that in magazine ads. You know, women's magazines were very influential at the time. Um, And they created this idea that women should shave their legs and underarms and uh, purely through advertising, and that's – why we have it today it's the only reason why it's the only reason why and now it's nobody culture. was sure and now it's culture and now it's it's weird if you don't do it you know <laughs> and the thing is that works its way so deeply into us that uh we can't escape it right like knowing that the punchline of my joke was was knowing that about the diamond engagement ring that doesn't get you out of buying an engagement ring right <laughs> you can't tell your girlfriend oh hey i read this story about i saw this episode i'm doing everything so i'm not going to get you a ring now she'd be like oh come on sucker give it you know give it me anyway i don't i don't, <laughs> don't give be a, crap. a cheapskate yeah don't be a cheapskate and same thing with with shaving your shaving your leg hair i know so many women who are like i know it's i know it's bull but i do it anyway and i you know and and i get it right it's still, you know, it still seems unusual, even though we know it's uh, it's a scam. But that's what makes your stand up and your show Adam Ruins Everything so likable because they are real life topics, but you add humor to it. Yes. And then it's like, whoa, it just hits home more that way. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, I really took there's this quote from George Carlin in his book. I think it's called Last Words that he wrote before he died. And he said what he always used to try to do was when people are laughing they're most purely themselves. That's when they're sort of, you know, their defenses are down. You can plant a new idea and then the seed will grow, you know. Huh. And I was like, that's really wonderful. And that really gave me the 
you know, the idea of sort of teaching with comedy in a way. Because here's the thing. People love to learn. People just yeah. love to learn new things. They love to learn that everything that they thought was true is not. That's why they watch our show. They just don't always have time to read a big, long, boring book. And so, <laughs> so true, though. Uh, it's true. And neither do I. Yeah. Right. So what we do, I don't you know what we do is we have got a wonderful team of writers and researchers who have read a heck of a lot of books. I've read some, too. But, you know, we've got a lot of people mm-hmm. so that we get go real wide. And then we take those ideas and we make them intelligible and fun yeah. and entertaining so you can you can take it in before you go to bed. Adam Conover, Adam ruins everything on True TV. Adam, being in the media, you need to have multiple sources for anything, sometimes six, seven, eight sources to let you know something is right. Do you do that kind of sourcing on your program? That's a very good question. Uh, so, yeah, we we have a really rigorous research process. Uh, we Like I said, we've got a comedy writer's room, and then we have an equal number of researchers, which is, like, you know, unusual for a comedy show, right? Um, and then uh, they, whenever an idea is pitched, they go and vet it, and they make sure that it checks out. Then when we write the script, they fact-check the whole thing front to back. We have to cut jokes because, oh, that's funny, but that's not true, so we got to cut it. Uh, comedy writers hate that, by the way. Uh, <laughs> nothing a comedy writer loves more than being fact-checked. But, you know, we have to do it. And then we have sources for every for every uh, thing we say. We put it on screen. We put a bibliography online. What I'd say is if you look at the sources, every time I say a particular, you know, a line, like a claim that's sourced, um, sometimes we will double source it. You'll see we'll go like a piece of journalism and then also the CDC or whatever. Um, but also if you look at all of our sources together, a lot of them are sort of making the same argument and they're making the same claims. We're not out on a limb the first people in the media talking about this, right? Um, we're citing the New York Times, the Washington Post, 60 Minutes, all these places that have covered the story in one way or another. And we're combining it, putting all the information in one place, making it funny, getting all the facts, making them really dense and back-to-back, you know. And so we cite all those different things um, in order to uh, show you that, you know, we're not this – is, this is well-covered territory, right? This is really sure. well-established. If we don't have that, if it's coming from just one source, then we're not going to do it, you know. I'll, I'll give you an example. Uh, we were doing a Halloween episode, and one of our writers pitched this. Amazing story. I love this story. It was that witches, your idea of a witch, right, where that comes from is that there were these sort of like medicine women in like medieval England, you know, sort of like, uh, you know, like a local lady who like, you know, mashes herbs together and and, you know, does a little voodoo and stuff. And hey, some of the stuff she's doing doesn't work, but some of it probably does because she knows what herbs to pick in the forest. Right. Then when the church came in, the Catholic church came in, they said, oh, these these people are our enemies. They're they're threatening the authority of the church Mm -hmm. because they have their own spiritual authority. So we're going to demonize them and we're going to say that they, uh, you know, that they ride brooms broomsticks uh, and that they're evil and that they that they they wear black and they wear pointy hats and stuff like that. I was like, what a great story. And they're green. Right? And they're green. Yes, yeah. exactly. Uh, what a great story. Now, when we looked into it, our research team said, hey, you know what? There's really just one historian who who promotes this view. And it, it could very well be true, but it's not if you if you ask 20 historians, they're not all going to say yes. You know, and so we said, OK, great story. We're not going to do it because uh, I'll talk about it on this show. You know, I'll I'll uh, uh, I'll, I'll refer to it, but it's you know we're not comfortable putting our authority behind it because it. I wouldn't even call it a fringe view. It's just not well established enough yet. So we said, hey, we're not going to do it. Let's get into some sports. I'd love to. 
things that you've ruined. Let's start with football. Oh, man, yeah, we did an episode on football. Um, and, uh, you know, sometimes it's a little bit of a, a way to stage a couple of other facts. So one thing that we talked about, for instance, in the football episode was was hydration, um, the myth of hydration. Obviously, you need water. If you don't have water, you'll die, right? But um, the idea that... First of all, everyone needs to drink eight glasses of water a day. Complete nonsense. Um, it's not. That's not science. That's just something people say. It's sort of like humans only use ten percent of their brains. Also, not science. It's just something people repeat. So that that first of all, these sports drink companies, right? Gatorade in particular, have created these uh, these like fake science institutes that like pump out research. And guess what? All the research that comes out of Gatorade sports science institute says. Guess what? All of it says. Drink more Gatorade. Drink more Gatorade. Yeah. If you you Which need to be sugar. drinking. You need. Need to be drinking Gatorade. You have to drink Gatorade, right? Again, it's not good research, right? Like, sure, you need a little sugar. Sure, you need some salt. That's what the electrolytes are, right? You could also eat a banana. You know, <laughs> those things are in. Those things are also in bananas. Um, the electrolytes are nothing fancy, right? It just means. If you're exercising and you feel thirsty or you feel lightheaded, drink some water, eat a banana. You don't, you know, you don't need to be chugging Gatorade all the time. And um, the water companies do the same thing, right? So water companies, if you look, they'll promote water as hydration is so important. We must be hydrating all the time. You could be dehydrated and not even know it. Like you, you could be walking around in need of water that you, are, no one has even, you don't even feel it, right? That's not true. Um, not true. We have a, we have a hydration scientist on the show, sports scientist. And she, she explains, just drink water when you're thirsty. That's all you need. Yeah. You know, uh, it, once you're thirsty, go take a drink. Um, and one of the problems is this has led to and the sort of fear around that the fear that this advertisement creates and the real fear of heat stroke, which is a separate issue, has led uh, at sporting events. They sometimes they'll really like force people to drink a lot of water, you know, um, like especially at kids events. Like, water, water, water. Everyone must drink water all the time, yeah. you know. Here and in the desert, water breaks everywhere. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. look, you'll get, it's easy to get dehydrated in the desert. So obviously you're going to need to drink a little more water here than right. Uh, elsewhere. Right. But there's also such a thing as overhydration. It's called hyponatremia. It's not it's not especially common, but it does it, it does happen, happen right and it, there have been people who have died as a result of of hyponatremia so what what our expert says is look just when if for instance if you, have, if you if you are in charge of a kid's football practice make sure there's free access to water make sure the kids can go get water anytime they feel thirsty make sure they feel encouraged to go get water but don't be saying hey everyone's got to chug a Gatorade every five <laughs> minutes right that's not that's not good for them and also especially want to make this very clear there's a distinction between Heat stroke is definitely dangerous for kids. Hydrating does not prevent heat stroke. So more sports yes. analytics from Adam Conover. Of course, Adam ruins everything. Another sports thing that you sure. ruined. Uh, uh, concussions mm. in football are a very... Which is a very touchy subject with a lot of people. A very, very touchy subject. Um, and I'd ask that you separate out any feelings that you have about the sport itself and the way it's, you know, and, and your enjoyment of it, right? And let's just talk about the science and let's talk about the ethics of it, right? It. For, forget for now, oh, but what if the, just, just don't worry about the sport, right? There's too much focus on the, on the concussion itself, right? Concussions are bad. The NFL is trying to prevent concussions, right? So they're trying to stop people from staggering around and, you know, uh, that sort of traumatic brain event, right? What we now know, though, 
is that even the subconcussive hits, right, um, cause brain damage. So every single time that someone, uh, you know, is is tackling or or taking a hit like that, right, um, even the ones that are routine, the ones that don't look bad, right, uh, starting from they start playing in middle school all the way on through the rest of their life, right, that is causing a little bit of damage to their brain. And the way to think about it is, imagine your brain is the passenger in the car. Your skull's the car, your brain's the passenger, right? Your brain's not wearing a seatbelt. And so every time you run into somebody and stop, you know, you're running running a couple miles an hour, and then you hit them and you stop, your brain sloshes forward, slams against the front of your skull a little bit. That's what causes a concussion, right? But it still happens on the smaller hits too, the ones that don't look so scary. Um, And what we now are realizing, um, and we had uh, Professor Anne McKee on the show, uh, she is the foremost expert on this issue. She is the person who is dissecting brains and, you know, working on technology now to be able to analyze this without even dissecting brains. You know, she is the person who is doing the real medical science on this. Um, uh, those little hits also lead to CTE, which is the degenerative brain disease that, uh, you know, we are also concerned about that I'm sure you've heard about, uh, that where they get the little, the weird little threads through their brains mm-hmm. that, that results in early onset dementia and issues like that. Um, and so the, so what we need to realize is if you just try to make sure that people aren't knocking helmets and all those sorts of things that the NFL is currently doing, that's not going to solve the problem. The simple act of people running into each other at that velocity is causing brain damage. Over and over. Over and over over again, right? When you start at age 15 and you do it until you're 35, then you are you are at a very high risk of of brain damage and uh we should be especially concerned about that in kids because kids brains are still developing you know they are being told by their parents you know uh, those those kids are in a, a position where we owe it to them to protect them what's your go-to for social media instagram twitter uh instagram and twitter at adam conover people can follow me there right thanks for doing this <laughs> all right freak nation do as we do every Sunday night. Shoot the juice to the moose and stat man. Cut it loose. See ya. Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined.